Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Epic things. The kind of things that make life worth living, yeah. Hello and welcome to Epic Things with me, Colin Holt. And me, Pete Bloody Heat. Ah, that was a very traditional beginning. Epic Things, we talk about positive things, amazing things that take you out of the mundanity of existence and into a flight of fantasy or just make you feel like life is worth living. It's a very positive, fun show. And this time, for the first time, we've got a guest. It's uh, one of our wonderful comedy peers... She was also up in Edinburgh as part of Tarot. It's Kath Hughes. You might know her as Colleen from Afterlife and lots of other things. End of the fucking world. Uh, and we talk about our epic things. What do we talk about, Pete? We talk about a few things, including Doctor Who. Yes. We talk about On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Yes. We talk about the band Ultravox, the devil Ooh. himself. Gets a little bit fruity. Gets fruity as hell. We talk quite a lot about the free speech debacle, possibly more than we need to, but I think it's fun. I think a lot of that was in the bit that we actually, that was in the little break in between, so whether we'll cut that out or not. Okay. <laughs> but, anyway, but maybe you, if you don't hear us talking a lot about free speech, then don't worry about it. Um, and. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, and then we talk about some mundane things at the end, just to bring you down. And then we just talk about a jolly thing, a nice thing, neither epic nor mundane. All right, let's welcome Kath. Yes. Uh, hello, Kath. Hey, guys. Hello. How hello. are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm. Um, I my my body clock is still at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, but uh, yes, but I am in Manchester, so. It's is it oh, and times times different in Manchester, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they've yeah, gone, yeah. Uh, they've gone yeah. back a few hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, That's it's quite shocked to the system coming yeah, back. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> God, I imagine. And um, how are you feeling physically? Are you wiped out or? Oh, I'm uh... so tired. I'm like embarrassingly tired. All the, you know, and it's like I've not done anything. How am I this tired? Do you keep trying to do things? Yeah, I keep trying, and then I'm like, oh, I can't. You had an appointment today, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so we were just saying just before we started that Kath did a thing that I do where she said I won't be able to get there for 10, it would be 11, which was fine anyway. But um, she said, I've got an appointment. <laughs> yeah. And what she actually meant was she was going to the gym. I didn't want to cancel I do. it. Well, you, you pay good money for it. I'm like, it's value for money. If I don't do five a week, I'm like, I'm just wasting money here. Exactly. What's the point of this? Yeah, so I often do that for like agents and everything now. I'm just like, fuck them, you know. I've got to, I've got this body's my instrument. I've got to keep it in tip top shape. Exactly. You know? And if you, if you say, oh, I'm going to the gym, people go, well, obviously just cancel that. But if you go, it's an appointment, they're not going to go, you know, you can't be like, cancel your therapy appointment or something, or, you know, whatever it is. They can't, if you say appointment, that's it. Well, I was saying, I was just saying to Kath that as soon as you hear it, even though I do that myself and I'm like, she's probably going to the gym, my immediate thought is like, biopsy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but she's. 
<laughs> I love the I worst love possible thing. It's like, oh God, that's so brave that she's still coming on the podcast to talk about epic things. Oh, life means so much more to her now. <laughs> every, every moment is an epic thing. Oh God. Oh God. Now, you see, I get this terrible. I still think now that I just said that, what I just said, I'm now convinced we're all going to die by the end of this podcast. But I get like, do you get that? Is it a Northern thing? I I don't have that, but ev- everyone else seems to. That whole touch wood thing. Um, it was yeah. very difficult for me doing the Death of Anna Man show. Oh, really? Because I was like, oh, wow, I'm basically yeah. in- inviting death, the spectre, into the world. In one of my Edinburgh shows, I had a thing where I did it. I was talking about God um, or the lack of. And I said something like, what's he going to do? No God. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Let's, hang on a minute. What? Whoa, hold on. The news probably this hasn't reached everything. Manchester. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I said something about about that. And then I said something like, what's he going to do? Strike me down. And then as I, as he said that, I, I had this prop that made it look like um, I got an electric shock from the mic stand. And so I, I, I do sort of magic stuff. And so as I grabbed the mic, there was this lot of spark. Um, and then I feel like, Huge fan of that. <laughs> oh, he nearly got me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's he like? <laughs> Kath, you haven't seen Pete's show, have you? No, I haven't, but I've heard about it. Well, we normally we normally introduce each other, so I'm going to introduce Pete. Pete's a wonderful okay. magician who Hi. makes things appear from nowhere. Amazing. He's very dangerous. There's an air of danger there. <laughs> well, if you can make something appear from anywhere, nowhere, then that's terrifying. So, yeah. I, I, well, I... you could just make Putin appear. Yeah. <laughs> I could and will. And if he did, I'd bloody go for him. I'd bloody give him a... <laughs> I'd, you know what? I'd tell, tell him what's what. I'd, tell, I'd give him what for, Yeah. 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 We largely anti-Putin on this pod. <laughs> um... <laughs> but anyway, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to talk about any of that. But uh, Kath, it's lovely to see you. It's so lovely to be here and to see you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Yeah. Kath, you don't know Pete, but you do know um, me. And we met on um, Afterlife. Yeah, a little show called Afterlife. Yeah. I've forgotten your character's name because I just think of everyone as having. <laughs> That's what think I do. Of everyone as having I, the actor's name. Colleen. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten your Ken, right? Ken Otley, Ken? Yeah. Very rude. Ken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, do you know what? I, this really funny thing. This was a good, sorry. I realise I'm waffling on there, but I, I had this really funny thing where I was talking to. This was another guy at the gym. This was ages ago, but who's like. You know, when they're like, oh, you do TV, what are you in? And you're like, oh, no. I sort of went, oh, I did uh, Afterlife. You seen that? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen you in that. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm in the, if you only seen the first series, I'm, I'm in the second, third series. He's like, yeah, I've seen it all. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, oh. And then he was just sort of staring back at me like, come on then, almost. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in like. 10 episodes or something. <laughs> this is what a horrible thing to make you have to justify. It was so awful. And then he was just like going, no, no. And I guess I was, I was Ken Otley. Do you remember Ken? And he's like, no. It's like, you know, he's like sort of, he does like a theatre thing, like a big, so he's very camp kind of. He's like, no. no. I was like, are you sure? Oh are you sure you've seen it all? He's like, yeah, I've seen it all. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I sort of started going, bang, bang, I'm a taxi driver. And he's like, what's that? <laughs> Oh no! Uh, oh no! I was like, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> That's hellish. Oh, and then on the other end of the spectrum, I've now got like people on the internet sending me stuff and going, "Can you uh, plug my thing that I've sent you? I've sent you a thing and you haven't talked about it yet." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, no!" Oh, what no. I like—it's awful. What have we signed up for? Well, I don't talk about. It. If people go like, "What?" People don't recognise me generally. That they'll go like, "Do I know you?" And I just go. Honestly, I've genuinely got one of those faces. 
and then they just leave it. That's good. That's but good. also that's true. I do have one of those. Faces you do have one of those. Faces, I, I merge into many people. Yeah, I look like a you know. I, you could look at a painting from like a hundred years ago, and it's like, huh, it's cat. <laughs> it's that sort of. Thing. Yeah, you do yeah. have that. The bloody yeah, Mona Lisa. Yeah. The bloody Mona Lisa. Um, <laughs> The bloody Mona Lisa, which was the, a dark version of the... You, you're a bit like the start of Michael Jackson's Black and White, you know, where they morph into various... Ah, yes. Actually, you're not like that at all, are you? You've got one no, one no. face that looks like other faces. Yeah, it'd be quite terrifying if you suddenly threw your head back and morphed into, like, Samuel L. Jackson or something. Oh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. you, you guys can't Ooh. see this, but what she just did... <laughs> <laughs> Never release the Zoom recording, guys. No one can know. No. She can only morph into other characters from Afterlife. That's, <laughs> that'd be quite. A, that'd be quite. A, I bet some fans going to make that now. Yeah. Now I've said it, oh. and they're going to oh, send oh. me the DVD, and they're going to say, "Why didn't you put my DVD on?" I sent you a DVD. You haven't talked about I it. Haven't, yet. I haven't um, tweeted about that. Sorry, I'm getting all over the shop here, Calf. But anyway, I just want to say, Calf is wonderful and was really good in Afterlife. Thanks, pal. Genuinely my favourite. That is so nice. Thank you so much. And we're going to work together. We've started. We both are somewhere on the neurodiverse spectrum. Yeah. Ting. That's a little bingo ting. Yeah. Because I'm probably going to talk about that repeatedly. And uh, we both... um, uh, And we both started writing... We started writing something, went away to do some research and haven't spoke about it since and it's been 7 months so that's <laughs> but one you know, day we're going to create an absolute day, masterpiece one day we're going to get those notes together and have another zoom and yes. it's going to be wow sparks are going to fly that's what's going to happen well we should probably move on with the the actual podcast um we're now at 10 we're at 10 minutes 10 minutes that's fine 10 minutes start that's great alex don't fret so we're here to talk about epic things the things that take you out of the normal mundane shit of life and feel everything's I'm amazing. Just gonna, I'm, I don't know why I started talking over your explanation there. Sorry about that. Um, I just wanted to say Alex is our producer. So if we suddenly talk about Alex, when there's not like an extra guest that we haven't introduced. Imagine. <laughs> that'd be so rude, wouldn't it? Oh, I was actually talking about my God, Alex. <laughs> your God? I've got a God now. <laughs> His name's Alex. Oh, wow. Uh, praise be, says Alex. Praise be. So, yes, Kath, why don't you start us off? Oh, God. You've a... listened to both episodes, which is more than I've listened to. So. <laughs> Actually. You know the format better than me. I listened to one episode and a little bit of the first one because I, I put it on at night okay. and I nodded off. And that's not a reflection of uh, it being boring. That is. That's fine. I listen to podcasts to to go to bed that's what i do so insomnia is hell and if i can provide right? a little bit of sucker <laughs> bit of relief is that the word yeah. <laughs> sucker. Sucker, yeah. yes yeah yeah if i can sucker a couple of people a couple of bloody suckers <laughs> aka patreons <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. no 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 thanks thanks for your money um kath what's your epic thing okay okay so i <clears throat> had a big old think because Genuinely had to Google the definition of epic when uh, sure. when you asked me to do this, and I was like, "I'm not sure we've got it right." That's more than we've done. <laughs> no, I was sending photos of stuff to Colin last night, like being like, "My talk girl, that was pretty epic back in the day." Like, like no, no idea. Talk girl, <laughs> do you remember talk girl? I didn't know what talk girl was. There was talk girls and talk boys. Oh yeah, it was where you, you talk into it and it changes your voice. <laughs> yeah, like in Home like, Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah. So I. It sounds uh, a bit like something you might pick up on a Thailand adventure. <laughs> 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 
That's, <laughs> that joke sounds out of date. I Forgive me. Yeah, um, yeah, it really does, actually. Kenneth Williams had a talk boy in Morocco sort of thing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Censored! Censored. Sorry, carry on. So, uh, yeah, so I had a, had a big think. Um, and for ages I was, because I really did look at the definition, I was like, oh, so it's to do with, like, scale and stuff like that, something that's really big. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm I not picked... sure that's... <laughs> you just <laughs> picked then... the biggest... The yes. biggest... <laughs> Biggest the biggest thing. thing in my house. <laughs> the house, the house, the house is epic. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so I, I, but then you defined it more as like, hey, what's 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 like a just a bit of art or something like that that takes you out of the real world, and then I I decided this ticks both boxes. Uh, uh, definition of epic is Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about doing some Doctor Who only last night, but yeah, go on, hit hit us. Well, I'm always frightened to say that I'm a fan of something because usually hardcore fans really come down on you if you get the facts wrong. Yeah, And and I've got an appalling memory. I'm not going to pretend to know every episode, know every Doctor, know every companion, or even have many memories of anything. But... (laughs) I I think Doctor Who is one of the most escapism bits of telly yeah. there is. And it, what's the word, transcends generations? It does. Is that the right word? That's the word. <laughs> that is the word. Because <laughs> when I first discovered Doctor Who, it was Paul McGann era. It was that TV movie, because that was the first thing oh, I'd ever wow. seen. Oh, wow. Not yeah, even yeah. an era. That's just, no, uh, no, just it two was hours or whatever. Two hours, yeah. yeah. I loved Doctor Who before I'd even seen it, I realised. Because I my dad loved it and my tide loved it. Uh, granddad for non oh, right. non Welsh non Welsh folk. Um I th- I thought you said your tie. Is that like your talk my boy? T- Sorry. <laughs> like my talk boy, yeah. <laughs> oh my tide, my tide, granddad. Yeah, so my tide and my dad absolutely loved it. So I automatically was like, Yeah, I love Doctor Who without realising that I hadn't ever actually seen it. Yeah. And I think that's pretty epic. It is. Yeah, it's just so it was. It was looming. It was just. It was always there. Would your granddads have been the f- your tide? Would that have been uh, the first William Hartnell? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, sixty three. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, sixty three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my dad loved uh, Tom Baker. That was that was the best. Sort of, Still yeah. the best. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I, even I've like I'm not like I've not you know uh, well uh, what's the word. I was going to say well knowledgeable. <laughs> That's mm. not the correct sentence. But uh, about old who, or yeah. you know, OG who, but old Tom... old who is whom? Whom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, <laughs> Doctor Whom, Doctor Whom. But yeah, Tom Baker's got to be one of the best of that gang, right? I came up mm. with a um, a little thing I was going to write. You know, when everyone was getting well into Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, David Tennant sort of era and people yeah, like oh, Mark, yeah, yeah. Gate, Mark Gattis were writing books and and I was like I'm gonna fuck it I'm gonna write a Doctor Who book and I came up with this one and it was it was I guess a bit inspired by this horror film called Doctor Fibes do you remember that I don't know if you remember that but anyway no. but no. it was it was a Vincent Price one Marie. but uh, oh, I came up with a character so so Colin Baker I remember right he's the kind of most not hated as an actor he's lovely but as a that's probably where they went off it 
like he wears like a clown suit basically yeah yeah his, everyone went what's this his yeah, yeah. performance right. is what i don't think it's because he's a bad actor. i think he's a good actor but it's just like there was a lot of mad input and it got cancelled and it was when it all went to shit basically yeah people weren't happy were they no but initially apparently he wanted to have like this leather suit and be this kind of dark scary oh, doctor yeah. Character. Oh, yeah, because so the previous one had been Peter Eccleston, Davison, right? who was like this, yeah, kind of, yeah, actually, yeah, but even more kind of grim and not action hero, but kind of just a bit more sinister, you know, a bit like Batman, <laughs> yeah, a bit like yeah. basically yeah. Doctor Who as Batman, <laughs> <laughs> but he's got like little, he's got like little W's that he throws at people, <laughs> anyway. But I thought that was quite a cool idea, and so I, I, I came up with this character called. Uh, the hideous Doctor Why. And my idea was that it was the inverse Doctor Who oh, who was hit. Nice. That's actually quite a good idea, isn't it? That's Doctor nice. Why. Yeah, Doctor Why. But then I realised he's not actually called Doctor Who in the story. Nah. But it still makes sense in a way. But I thought that'd be quite cool. You had an evil Colin Baker against the kind of clown Colin Baker. That's real nice. Uh, but then ADHD never wrote more than a sentence. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's all you what need. A <laughs> what a sentence. What a yeah. sentence. And if anyone wants... If anyone wants to take that idea and run with it, you you have it. You have it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Carry on, Kath. Um, I will say no more diversions from that kind. <laughs> Do you have any, is it any particular episodes or is it like just the whole thing that you're, you're epic? My personal era, I think, of Doctor Who was, when, this is when, it, so when it came back in 2005, I think it was when it, you know, after the TV movie, that's when I, it dawned on me that I hadn't actually seen an episode of Doctor Who, <laughs> but I still loved <laughs> right. it. That was the first time I realised that. Um, but so I think I, I loved Christopher Eccleston because it was like, wow, this is like, this is Doctor Who for me now. Like my 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 tide and my dad had all the other stuff, but now this is like this was your one, yeah. This is my one. And then David Tennant happened, and I was like, okay, David Tennant's the Doctor. I'm a big Tennant boy. Big oh, big Tennant fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't just because I fancied him. I thought he was really good as well. He was yeah. very good. I think he was like him and Tom Baker, isn't it? Really, he he's the I closest so, yeah. to that that genuine magic of like, yeah. Just remembering when he left and they did all like the Christmas. It was the Christmas, his final one. It had mm. him doing, you know, the BBC One trailers in between. Yeah. Him, like on a, on a sleigh being Santa Claus and but oh, yeah. as the Doctor. And I thought, oh, he's become so, he's like the king. He was National like king Trash. of TV, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, it was yeah. He was everywhere. It was amazing. Yeah. And he in his some of his episodes, I'd say, are probably my faves as well. Because you've got like Silence in the Library. And... I was going to say that's my favourite one. It's yeah, so it's good. it's amazing. It's such a good episode. Blink is everyone's go-to as well. It's it's an incredible yeah. episode. But it's nothing compared to Silence in the Library, I'd Right, say. right. I'd agree with yeah. that. And the ones with the master are great. John Sims, he's the master. And Derek Jones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah he's a great yeah. master. One yeah. of my favourites uh, is The Girl in the Fireplace, which actually is kind of I, problematic I love, if you... I liked that one, but yeah, go <laughs> it's on. It's re <laughs> really good. But basically, it, it, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's, it he's, he's, he meets this little girl, basically. And he, it goes through some sort of portal in her fireplace. That's vaguely what goes on. I can't remember exactly. But then he keeps coming back to her over the years. Like for him, it's just, it's like he's just popping back in to visit her, but she's getting, she's much older every time he sees her. And he ends up basically going out with her, doesn't he? And it just, it's just got this oh sort of sense, God, sense of like he's, he's like groomed her from childhood. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it feels like. That's so but dodgy. yeah. I mean, I guess you could say for the Doctor, everyone is that, aren't they? The, yes, that's true. Everyone. Yeah, that, 
I mean, and and, and I is centuries old. Amy Pond was a bit like that as well, wasn't it? Matt Smith met her when she was little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kept popping back in. <laughs> when did you turn off or did you... Uh... I turned off with Capaldi, not because I don't like right. him, but because that, it was too different. And I was like, oh, I don't Me know. what's Did you? Right. Exact yeah. same thing, yeah. Did you watch all of Matt Smith then? Yeah, I did, yeah. I turned off Matt Smith, I'm afraid. Even though I thought he was quite impressive, it, well, a wonderful performance and that. But I just, I don't know. It's the thing, yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was me that changed or what, but because I, yeah. I like, like basically what you guys were just saying. Like, I think Matt Smith's brilliant. I think Peter Capaldi's brilliant. I think Jodie Whittaker's brilliant. I, but there's just something. I don't know if it's missing or what. It's just I might just watch it all again. You know. What is it? If you could sum up why exactly it's it, Doctor Who is the is the epic thing. What what is it about it that, that is um that's that's making it so epic? Is it just like the family kind of history of it that makes it feel like it's part of your identity, or is it the, the actual content of the show? Or that's a really nice way to put it. I hadn't really thought about it in, like in terms of like the family and identity and stuff like that. I was just like, oh, my dad would be tired, liked it, so I like it too. <laughs> like, but no, you're right. That perhaps that is part of the epicness. I I think. The, the biggest part of the epicness, I think, is the fact that it's the, the the themes and the story and how like magical it is. Like it's a it's someone traveling through time and space and they come to Earth and they go, hey, do you want to do you want to come with me for a bit? That's amazing because you can put yourself in that position. Yeah. If, 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 if anyone's like me, like a complete a daydreamer, like I'm constantly daydreaming. So Doctor Who is perfect for that sort of thing, because I, I could I'm. I could just daydream all day that I'm the Doctor's companion. And you'd be, you'd actually, you'd be very good as well, Cass. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, this is an audition. Um, <laughs> that's that's the biggest part of the epicness, I think, is the fact that it's so... The, the fantastic escapism of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I sound like there's, I've got something to escape from. I haven't. <laughs> I'm, I've, got, I've had a lovely life. Um, but, no, uh, but we're all bound by uh, physics and <laughs> the rules of time. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Also, it's not nice to be in your own head sometimes. So it's like, oh, I'll just go daydream about being the doctor's companion for a bit. Yeah, go on an adventure. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes when it goes a bit too superhero-y is where it loses a bit of that. I think I like it when it's got a slight... Do you know what I mean? When they go a bit... I, I think when we were talking briefly about with Matt Smith, I think the thing that was a bit of a turn-off for me, and I think Stephen Moffat, even though he's great, I think... He does a lot of kind of slightly meta self-referential stuff where it's a bit like, this is what you do. You put on your scarf and you save the universe. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, mm. yeah. I don't think he should be that. I think he should be like this quite odd, lovable, hero- heroic, but not in a, he's not Batman. You know, he's not like. Yeah. Um... I love as well that like as as much as I'm like, oh, I loved David Tennant. I love that the doctors change. I love that. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm so excited for um oh god I've completely forgotten his name is it uh Shooty Gatwa I think is the next Doctor who I think it's going to be like oh yeah yeah I oh, totally really? forgot I hadn't I haven't seen any of that right is that is that happening he's brilliant in uh, in sex education I think he's going to be such a good Doctor so I'm like already really yeah. excited again and I love that it's a TV show that can do that time and time and time again yeah I love that. I think it's it's very epic, it, and also it also ticks the box of uh, epic in terms of scale because it is yes. big. It's oh, been going for ages. a lot of hours. You've got to commit a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this really quick. My friend Dan, who did the soundtrack, gave himself had never watched Doctor Who, had no interest in it, but he's quite mad 
he's doing the music for this show. Great. Um, he didn't do the soundtrack to Doctor Who. I was like, he, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just kept that quiet. He created, you know, the da 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 You heard that. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> he's, he's 97. <laughs> he got them all off someone, including like the sort of audio recordings, and just watched them all. That's impressive. He's mad. He, and he's got loads of stuff. Like he's wonderful, wonderful bad, but he'll just get hooked on one of these things. And just like he watched the whole thing, and I'd be like, "Do you like it?" Then he's like, "Not really." <laughs> and he'd be like, 40 hours in," and he'd be like, "Yeah, it's, a lot of it's quite boring, to be honest." And I'd be like, "Do you like any of it?" And he's like, "He's like, I quite like William Hartnell." <laughs> that was about it. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. fascinating. What were you going to say, Pete? I was just saying when you said it's literally epic in the, in the, the sense there's so much of it, but literally as well in the sense that it literally it transcends time and space. It's it fills the universe. It's epic in that sense. It's like a, it's an old huge. school literary epic where it's like a massive adventure and the, the stakes couldn't be higher. It's life and death of the universe. So it's mm-hmm. an epic in that sense as well. Yeah. I think it's. I don't think this is going in the epic bloody bin. What do you think, Colin? No, it's going in the epic. Epic win. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. It's uh, definitely an epic win. Well done. Yes. Well done, Kath. Thanks, guys. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, all right, Pete, what's your epic thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll bloody tell you, mate. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, I was just fuming. Can't bloody shut this guy up. <laughs> My epic thing is the book On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Yeah. On the Road. By... <laughs> now, uh, why, why, am I, why am I getting vomited on? Sorry, no, no, no. No, I, I think I think I feel like as well with, with this is it's a weird one because it's the type of thing that anyone who's even vaguely read some books. When they're about twenty, they will have this as their as their favourite book, and it's almost like having a Fight Club poster on your wall. And you know, I'm so not well read. I've not read it. I don't know what it is. No, well, I mean, it's it's you kind of you kind of don't need to. It's like basically it was it's seen it's seen as one of the great American novels, um, and it's re- it's a real sort of coming of age um, thing. So so what it is, just to show briefly, it's, it's it's a very thinly disguised version of Jack Kerouac's life. With uh, so, so initially in the in the first draft, it actually had his name in it, like uh, and it had his friend Neil Cassidy and uh, William S. Burroughs, all these big uh, figures from the what they call like the Beat Generation, um, which is all these sort of um, 
like beatniks, basically, you know. Um, sort of like the 1950s poets, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and it was all this sort of what was then really shocking kind of like all these drug and sex references and stuff. And they were these basically they, they kind of dropped out and travelled around America just um, listening, you know, it was all about jazz and drugs and it was all very sort of cool in that kind of Tom Waitsy kind of way, right? right? Like, so Bob, Bob yeah. Dylan-y kind of, yeah, but but before that was cheesy, you know? Like that was, it was like they were the first yeah. ones to doing this stuff. And so, so like Bob Dylan was really influenced by them. Tom Waits was, and all, all, all of these sort of, people that, that came to be this sort of countercultural kind of um, like street poets almost they're all they were all really influenced by by this whole movement uh, or, were, or were part of it even um, but so, so this book I, I first discovered it when I was about like maybe 18 and I was about to, I, I was having like a little gap year before I went to university and I was about to go off to Barcelona to go basically on this sort of skateboarding trip with a mate of mine because I was I was really into skateboarding at the time and Barcelona was right. the place to, to do that the street skating because it's got all this crazy architecture um, that's pretty epic in itself isn't that's, it that's yeah already that's, that's, a, that's a bloody that's epic, epic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't know that I didn't know Barcelona was the place to be for yeah for, for for street skating, yeah, because it's got all these like amazing marble blocks and ledges. All the architectures are beautiful, and uh, it's not just sort of functional. It's all it's all like like there's it's just mad architecture basically, like, which is great for skateboarding because it's all weird shapes and stuff. Um, and I love that it's, it's like ancient like architecture. And you're like, eh, let's go skate on it. Yeah, <laughs> although, although weirdly, yeah, let's go break although, it. Yeah, that's true. That that's there's a whole thing around that. Like, so so one of the one of the main skate spots. I don't know if this is still the case, but this is definitely the case. Then was uh, it's called Macba, which is the Museum of uh, I think Contemporary Art of Barcelona. And, and it's all marble blocks and stuff outside. It's all, it's all quite new architecture, that bit, actually. But, but they have this attitude there of, like, it's kind of... Um, it furthers the art to have people interacting with it. So, oh, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like they like they, nice way to look at they, it. they may have since got really pissed off with and go, actually, I hate you guys. <laughs> um, can you start? Can you stop doing it now? But back then, at least, uh, it was like, yeah, Greg, you know, come and come and like jump off the thing and you know whatever, like come and bye bye wow. interacting with all the all the sculptures and the art and stuff. It's I mean, not sculptures that would be very very vandalistic, but um, but by interacting with it, you you're kind of that's the way to be. I love that idea of of you. Using the art, yeah. 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 I don't think that's interesting. Although, did you know that, um, so in Cardiff, where there's a, the new BBC, yeah. by the recording studio, outside of it, there's loads of skateboarders. So they've now had to, in the recording studio, have a special button that, that stops the noise of the vibrations of skateboarders. Yeah, oh, wow. knocking about. Kath, I thought you were going to say they press the button and all the skateboarders get zapped. <laughs> just, they, they electrified the floor. Yeah. So a lot of the funding has gone into the flooring, yeah, yeah. to electrify yeah. It's got into these, like, spikes that come up out the ground, just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the building's a shithole, but the outside of it is astonishing. <laughs> it's a bloody death trap. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think the yeah. BBC wants skateboards interacting with the art. No, um, but, I bet um, they don't. That's very cool. Yeah. That's a whole thing to talk about in itself, because we're moving house at the minute, uh, and the whole idea of stuff, you realise so much of stuff is just stuff, and it doesn't matter yeah. unless living people are connected to it do you yeah. know what i mean it's like you have all these things you carry around for years and you're like do i need this anymore but it, it, unless there's a kind of human connection it's like it's just a thing isn't it and i love that the idea mm. of the skateboards are allowed to kind of interact with the 
Yeah, it's cool, yeah. isn't it? It's very poetic. Yeah. So, so I booked, booked the tickets to go to Barcelona and, and I was really excited about it. And I was reading this article about, about the Barcelona skate scene in the skate magazine. I was obsessed with skateboarding at the time, as you can tell. <laughs> and um, and they referenced, because the skate magazines were all run by these sort of um, English literature sort of students slash dropouts, basically, who had got their degree or whatever. And then they decided they actually wanted to just keep in the skateboarding world. So, so someone referenced on the road as this sort of... Um, Kind of very very relevant to this idea of traveling around in search of kicks as they called it in on the road like just just tra- traveling the world in search of like experience and like because c- they're all just really hungry for experience and adventure in this book and they're traveling around america going to denver going to like these jazz clubs and just um re- it's, it's this sort of yeah yearning for like connection and meaning and experience and so i read this this little thing about it and i was like oh, i've got to read this book it sounds amazing and yeah, and I, and I love it. It's really, really poetic language. It's written almost um, sort of freeform. I can't remember what he calls the style of writing, but it's like almost like improvisational. He compares his style of writing to jazz in that it's just flowing, like really unplanned. And what, the way the way he wrote the book actually was he just taped loads of sheets of paper together into a massive long scroll and he fed it through his typewriter so, and he'd just take drugs and he'd just type and type and type and it was, he wouldn't have to even change the piece of paper as he got to the end wow. of the sheet. So there's, there's this scroll that's laid out in some museum somewhere which is the first draft of it and it's got all the names in it are still the the actual artist names and it's like this 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 cool thing and there's a lot of problems with it as well it's problematic in loads of ways like the way they treat women in it i mean like they'll go sure. around and just get get people pregnant and then fuck off and like they were on the road man yeah yeah, yeah. what do you they love jazz you know yeah They're yeah cool. yeah and, and so there's a lot there's a lot now you know if you view it from a completely modern lens it's 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 mm. problematic to say the least but but um also there's a lot to to appreciate in it as well just the the it's just this sort of beautiful language in there it's this, yeah, this kind of, um, yeah, this, this search for connection and meaning, but in a, in a very cool and poetic and artistic kind of way. So, um, yeah, I recommend if you're into reading books and and if that sounds like something you might be interested in and if you're about 20 and you're about to go and travel around the world <laughs> yeah. um read read that I, I, yeah i haven't read it in a, in a good few years but but it really at the time it was like a real part of what you know when you latch onto these things as part of your identity mm. and that became part of mine like this this thing and that and the, all the kind of world that extended out from it so so like like ginsburg um who's, who's the poet i mentioned he's got this poem yeah. called howl which is really long epic it's kind of epic poem and uh and again just uh, again the, the the sort of the language is also um so evocative it's like this kaleidoscope of kind of street yeah. imagery um and yeah basically that that that's that's my epic thing there we go wow. first line of how is uh I've seen the greatest minds of my generation laid to waste. Is that right? Oh, yeah, it's not. It's not quiet, but that's close. Yeah, that's what I saw. Oh, the that was a bit of a, get you. That was a bit of a David Brent sort of like. A, <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, yeah. Ginsburg oh, was that, born that in. Um, um. Yeah, no, no, no. That's always stuck in my head. That angel-headed hipsters. On yeah, the, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I think I tried it... to learn it once. Uh, I got two lines in. I'm it was not I, well I saw read, lads. <laughs> I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical, naked, dragging themselves through the Negro streets at dawn looking for an angry fix. 
angel-headed hipsters burning for the well, ancient heavenly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, angel-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavenly connection to the starry dynamo and the machinery of night, and it just carries on and on and on. Um, yeah. But um, there's uh, there's some real cool lines in it, like lounge, like was it seeking jazz or sex or soup is one of the lines. <laughs> oh, I got, I got that. And uh, I wept for the romance of the streets with their push carts of onions and bad music. I like the so idea of just, <clears throat> just soup for me tonight, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've had a very busy couple of days. Um, <laughs> sorry, I am just here for a bowl of soup. Would you mind? Would, you <laughs> get out my face, please. Uh, I don't like jazz. Yeah, button to nut squash is fine. Yeah, no croutons. Uh, put your clothes back on. Put the saxophone <laughs> away. I'm here for the soup of the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, wonderful, Pete. I think I think, Kath, what you were saying about the whole well-read thing, but I've got to say, like, I almost I I admire Pete that you can still love it because I I feel like a slight cringe when I think about it because I do you know what I never finished on the road, but I got very into Allen Ginsberg and William S. Burroughs' Naked Lunch and the movie Naked Lunch by David Cronenberg, which is really fucking weird. And I, I don't know what it. was going on, but I was like sixteen and very much like, yeah, this is. It's just sort of like the secrets of the just, universe are all in this, basically. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But but I've had that with a lot. It of was stuff. cool. It was cool, and I loved it, and I still think it's great. But it's weird. I I like almost like just thinking about how makes me go a bit because it it feels so teenagery and Te- yeah, like teenage and, angst. And, and, and very boyish. Um, as in, you know, like you say, Kath, oh, I'm not that well read, and I'm like, well, actually, it's kind of for, it is kind of for teenage boys <laughs> in a way. I don't know. I wonder how many women there are who are, who really get into it. Well, Alex, Alex, Alex and I, so Alex, so my wife and I, kind of bonded. Yeah, Kat was actually over, my wife over, Kat over was on the that. road. Yeah, I think yeah. it's more that I'm just dyslexic as hell, <laughs> so I think I would struggle to read something, especially if you're like, yeah, it's written like a jazz piece. Like, there's no, I'd be like, whoa, I don't know what any of this is saying because yeah. I I'm just too dyslexic to understand like poetry. Even I'm like, oh, this looks amazing, but I don't understand it because my brain just Fair goes. Enough. Too many words in a jumble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I totally get the 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 sort of cringe thing as well, which is why I sort of prefaced it by saying it's it's almost like it's like having the the Fight Club poster on your wall or whatever. You know, it's, it's that sort yeah, of yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah. A, and a, a copy of the game on your bookshelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you said all that, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But at its heart, I mean, they yeah. were they were going against like repressive nineteen fifties America, weren't they? They were like. You know what I mean? That was very conservative. Sticking and it to the man. Controlling. Yeah. Like some of the- they, yeah. were, they were just going, no, we're going out on the road. Yeah. Um, like I am. I'm so going I- to Newcastle and Cardiff <laughs> doing my show. Quick <laughs> nice plug. plug. I'm a bloody angel headed hipster, guys. <laughs> I was reading some of the reviews from the time. So there's, there's one review that made him apparently just made him a star overnight. Like there was this, there's this, there's this quote about how he, he went to bed. Uh, in obscurity for the last time he woke up by the, he was woken by the phone ringing because this review this review had come out and then he was he was a celebrity after that Kerouac because um, it was that just was like, like me when I got that five stars in the times <laughs> <laughs> did you get a load of people in the sort of national trust cap staring you out yeah after that a lot yeah, of yeah, old yeah. a lot yeah. of old, older What's people who do not like comedy yeah 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 What's sorry this? Pete sorry yeah. but, no, but that, that made it so that's interesting because I'd have thought I didn't think the papers would 
be pro. I, I, but I guess they were celebrities in the day, weren't they? Basically, there was a, a big piece in, I think, the New York Times, I think it was. And, but then even in the same paper about two days later, like he was getting eviscerated. Like, you know, the way papers do it, that suddenly it's like, actually, he's not cool anymore. It's like, it's, it's crap. <laughs> but like, but most of the papers were, were slagging it off and, and it, it, which has obviously led to the sort of scandal which made it more popular because like a lot of the papers were um okay like he calls himself that they call themselves the beat generation dead beats more like um, there was all that sort <laughs> that of, is good to be sort. fair that is good yeah, yeah. it's not bad and, it's um, not bad and someone some critic was like it's not writing but typing it like you know it's not it's just he's just <laughs> typed lots of words um and what else i don't know. i did a character of no, no, a carry critic character in this show and but he just keeps going, I don't get it. It's not like other things I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I wanted to be a performer, but I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Got me in a lot of trouble. What was the last thing you were going to say there, Pete? No, I was go- um, just going to say. I'm not saying it has to be the last thing, but I mean. I yeah, no, no, it will be. The, yeah, absolutely. The, the thing be. you didn't finish. Um, so, yeah, one of them, one of the reviews, um, saying as a portrait of a disjointed segment of society acting out of its own neurotic necessity on the road is a stunning achievement but it is a road as far as the characters are concerned that leads to nowhere and then he says it it dismissed the content as a passionate lark rather than a novel like it's just it's just a lark it's just like a but yeah i mean i kind of get it's not serious it's not it's just this sort of yeah to be honest i think that might be fair because yeah yeah i've tried to read it a couple of times i get about halfway and i'm like Nothing's going to happen in this, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those. And I think I need, as a reader, I think I need... Uh, a, um, it's going to be a plot. Just a story. Yeah, yeah just some kind of resolution. Uh, yeah, exactly. Rather than just cool guys doing cool stuff in a cool mm, like in a cool yeah. place. Yeah. Like, hey, and then we got on the road again. It's always basically, and then we got on the road again with the whole night ahead of us and the blah, 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 and the stars in the sky. And it's all like, yeah, so they're always heading off on the road again in search of kicks. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It does sound a little bit like it's it's a load of like hipsters to sort of patting each other on the back. <laughs> it sort of sounds there's like def- that a little bit. <laughs> there's definitely a bit of that, but but the, but well yeah, done. Been on the road again, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 well done, lads. Okay. <laughs> but the, but the, there is some the the, the language that like it, for for poetry heads. There's some good language in it, basically. Yeah. Oh, Pete, uh, I yeah, feel like is... we're eviscerating your epic thing. It's... Oh yeah, no, no, I, no, no, I, no. I, I, I was going to say it is epic. It sounds epic because it sounds like it had a profound effect on you, which makes it epic yeah and yeah. i kind of agree with the with the criticism anyway like that's why i sort of prefaced it with with what i did and and, and um, i to- i agree i i just i'm it for me it was it was a real thing at the time i don't know if it even yeah. would be now if i read it for the first time but um yeah i'm, I'm happy for it to <laughs> for it to be eviscerated Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> right. i can't eviscerate it. i've not i've not read it so i can't be like oh shit <laughs> yeah i'm not sure our format works in terms of the epic win bin thing also it's so hard to because like i think you've said this on another episode where you're like oh you can't be like oh this is a thing i love to treat it it's so precious yeah. and then everyone and goes oh ah, shit put it in, in the, the bin, bin. Yeah, yeah. in the bin yeah no <laughs> negativity here all right i'm officially calling it the bin is closed nothing yeah. goes in the bin is there like a recycling maybe yeah, it yeah rec- okay it gets recycled into into hip hop Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess in a way hip hop was kind of the beat poets of our yeah. generation, wasn't yeah. it? Probably. I don't know. I've never listened to it. But yeah, it sounds it great. Some 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 of them. Yeah. So a- Angel headed hip hopsters, you could Yeah, think. there we go. Ginsburg oh. would have said. 
just one last thing. I did watch this program at Ginsburg, and there's a time where he got mugged, and he did this whole beat poetry about being mugged, and it was kind of funny unintentionally. Oh, really? He's like, "Give me the money, man. The man, the money, the money that we want." The- <laughs> now I sound oh, like eighties hip hop. I don't know. It's just oh, no. sort of like really. It was just about being mugged, and it's just I just love the idea that any situation he ends up in, he's like, mm, got another beat poem coming out of this. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so my epic thing. So it's sort of the band Ultravox, but specifically two songs: uh-huh. uh, "Him" and "Love's Great Adventure." More him, I'd say. Love's Great Adventure, not as good as I remembered. So a brief backstory: Ultravox are like a nineteen eighties. Are they a synth pop band? Is that what you call them? Very I would synth describe it as synth. Heavy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I think they had like an earlier life, which most people don't know about. Well, I know they did because they found a, an album, which which was actually like quite interesting, weird. and doesn't fit there. But anyway, Midger wasn't in that. Midger, you might know from Live Aid. He was one of the big people in that. Oh, okay. Oh, oh the name. So I thought you, I thought you Mid- were saying mid, mid-year. Mid-year. No, his, his name is Midger. <laughs> Midger. Yeah. I oh, meant my dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it comes from that. It, it's um, but he. Um, I meant to do some research. I did not. Obviously, I don't. I imagine Midger isn't his real name, but yeah, I could be wrong. But basically, when I was a little boy, I guess my brother would have listened to that music, and um, he used to record videos off Top of the Pops. So and and we'd I just watch them all on this tape over and oh, over. Great. And. Both are quite well. Well, him is very scary. So the setup of him for the the song itself is like this uh, religious. Give us this day mm-hmm. all that you sold me. It's really like the power and the glory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's almost like actually like the He-Man theme tune or something in a way. But it's also got this as in you know it's like <laughs> power, your strength. But it's got this religious element. But then the video, and it, and I realised watching it, it's totally a rip-off of The Omen, which I presume was very popular at the time. But the video is them as a band being approached by a man in black, very handsome, devilish man, who is the devil, we assume. And and he, his eyes look green. And that, did you watch mm. the video? That effect yeah, is I watched still the video, pretty yeah. fucking scary. Yeah. It's still scary I now. It's really creepy. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Because I'd never heard the song. Or seen the video. It's great, isn't it? And I was like, well, what is this? There's so much happening and I love it all. A lot happening. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. And I wa- I've always wanted to put that in a show, but then I saw someone put it in a show and it actually felt a bit shit because it felt well, like... The, the music of, or the, or the that, green The eyes. music, yeah, because okay. it just felt like it felt just like an 80s song, but it didn't quite have the power, do you know what I mean? It didn't feel mm. shit, but it just it didn't, yeah. didn't quite land how I thought it would. If I was listening to it and I was walking about, I, I, yeah. when it kicks in, it'd make me walk faster. I think it's that Definitely. Sort of and it gives you that as I'm walking along, you know it comes mean? on, give us <laughs> yeah. this day. You're like, yes, come on, give us yeah, this bloody yeah, day. Yeah. But it's, not, yeah. it's not particularly nice and not just even the video, even the song itself. There's a kind of, do you know what I mean? It's not like kind of, oh, happy yeah. day. It's mm. very yeah, there's much. There's almost uh, an, eer- an eeriness or an edge to it or something. Yeah. Religious. Yeah. And I don't know whether he's religious or they're religious or whether it was like an attempt at being religious. But anyway, so in the video, uh, watch it listeners of epic things but basically all four of the band members get approached so they're doing some so one is like walks past a, a poster of indiana jones so there's a lot of kind of cultural things at the times there poster mm. raises the lock lost art looks at it longingly the devil approaches him he signs a thing next thing you know he's in a bloody movie 
Um, <laughs> and then someone's a politician, which I realized he's for the People's Party. And then uh-huh. Devil approaches him. Next thing you know, he's doing a big speech from a podium. But what I quite like is they're all band members. And I love it that they're, you know, they're probably, he's probably just the guy who plays bass. And suddenly he's got yeah. like act. He's got like really yeah. act. And he's like, and he, I did, again, I was going to research. I didn't even look up their names, but I'm sure he's great. And a lot of fun are very cool. But he, like, Midger looks kind of cool. He's got a tash and a ponytail and stuff, which was cool at the time. But and the mate, the, the guy who becomes the actor is very good looking, looks a bit Johnny Deppish, you know. But that guy just looks like your mate who, like, plays guitar, <laughs> who, like, yeah. plays the bass at the back of the room. That's what well, I kind of loved that, though. I love that it kind yeah, of like a really high-budget student film. <laughs> like, really yeah, really. like, they've gone, oh, should we just, should we just go and have a laugh? And then, <laughs> oh, let's write a song to fit this. <laughs> to I love that he's like, <laughs> yeah, that they made it and went, fuck, this is amazing. What can we write for yeah, this? Yeah, let's write a song for it, yeah. Okay, we're just going to take bits of the Bible and sing it. <laughs> Yeah. But where he's like shouting to the people in a yeah, kind of yeah, like, you know, Stalinistic type, you will, you know, and, and he's clearly very out of his depth, I think, <laughs> as an actor. <laughs> and he, I think he's improvising and I was trying to read what he's saying. I think he's just going, go, do it, do it now, do it. You know, just, um, <laughs> he looks yeah, slightly wonderful. dead behind the eyes when that bit's happening as well. There's a sort of slight panic behind oh, the eyes. Yeah. Little yeah. does he know his performance will be torn to pieces. <laughs> 40 <laughs> years later. Um, and then, uh, but then at the end, they all, so they all get what they want. And then really spooky, they walk through these like, it's a bit sort of Kate Bush or something, isn't it? They go through these sort of doors of light into this smoky corridor and the devil's there and then just sort of beats them up, I think. <laughs> or just kind of like, <laughs> it ends with mid face just being banged against the telly. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's the parting image. So I guess it's meant to be them being tortured forever. But then the one yeah. who's the actor who's being tortured is just being shouted at by the director. And I'm like, well, that, if that's <laughs> hell, that's that's kind of my life, mate. You know, that's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, no, Colin. the director's selling me off. You know. <laughs> anyway, that's him. Why is why is this? I'm not not questioning it, but why is this the epic? Well, you are. Why is this an you epic are. Thing? I mean, well, I am. I am. It's a question. I, like what's what's the what's like 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 for example? Are you opening the I epic think, bin? Uh, no, no, no. Because like for example, you mentioned that you you watched it with your brother, and I feel like yes. it's definitely that thing again of like it yeah. Having... Going back to what Kath said, the yeah, the generational th- is probably mm. what you're about to say the generational thing. My brothers seemed very. I was a lot younger than my brothers, so my closest to me is nine years older. The eldest is 16 years older. So they were super cool, you know. And I sort of thought they were those guys. Like my brother Jim, I kind of thought was Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode. Um, (laughs) My brother Pete, I sort of thought was Robert Smith from The Cure. You know, so I listen to all that kind of music. But I think Ultravox is actually watching it again. It's quite childish, despite it being scary, in a good way, as in it's very uh, primary coloured Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of big, loud songs. They're not like Depeche Mode's quite scary and weird, and and these are kind of scary. But I don't know. There's just and it, they, they do have that. Like it probably would have connected in my head to He Man and stuff. It's got a sort of slight campness to it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm. There is a campness and Love's Great Adventure, which I watching the video very dodgy. He basically <laughs> goes goes on a sort of African safari adventure with his big machete i mean he is reading a comic at the start so it's his fantasy but he um then he's trying to find his white girlfriend who's been kidnapped 
I think. And there's just this yeah. black guy following them who's just yeah, like an really, evil black. There's no explanation of who he is yeah, the, trying just, to shoot yeah, them. It's dead weird. Again, what I really loved, he keeps almost... It was obviously an Indiana Jones sort of element, but yeah. with Indiana Jones, there's like the Nazis and they might use kind of, you know, local henchmen or whatever, but this was just like... He's just an evil African man. There's not really a kind of... It did not it stand odd. the test of time. Yeah, yeah, very no, odd. not at all. Especially that was the time of, like, apartheid and stuff. So, oh, you know. God. But anyway, but again, what I really loved, so as the as the guy's chasing them and about to shoot them, another band member will jump in and rescue them as another character, one of whom, again, it's our man, the, the bassist at the back, he's a priest with a... He's like a missionary... Yeah. yeah, there was the guy with the long hair. I'm not he's obviously the Joker in the pack, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the funny friend, isn't he? Yeah. I kind of loved that they they again. It's like that high budget student film where they've yeah. gone. Oh, we'll do a fight scene now, and oh no, we'll just do the paragliding bit. Let's just hire a paraglider for a day. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Is it a paraglider? What is that thing? That he like just suddenly flies uh, out, or a hang glider, hang glider, hang glider. Yeah. Well, they were big at the time, weren't they? They they were very cool at the time. I bet they'd just been invented, and it was like, yes, yeah, get one of them. <laughs> I just love the idea of them renting that for the day and be like just shoehorning it into a video. Yeah, <laughs> and then he doesn't really, really do anything. That. He just no, he just flies it for no. a bit. There's no like yeah. because obviously they can't afford to have like baddie hang gliders attacking them. Yeah, and there's also the <laughs> bit where he like jumps on the side of a Land Rover as in Indiana Jones to like beat up the guy driving, but like it just cuts to him just getting off again or something. Like, cause like, <laughs> it's like he's jumped on it and just gone and just jumped off again. Like there's no real, uh. cause they can't afford to do anything. But yeah, yeah. an epic attempt at trying to recapture a Spielberg movie in a, in a two minute uh, Ultravox film. I'd agree film. with that. Yeah. Anyway, that's right. why I love Ultravox. They, they have that nostalgic. Uh, yeah. You feel powerful <laughs> listening to them as a child and as a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job the bin's been decommissioned, is all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Three wonderful, epic things for you, the the listeners. Uh, Doctor Who, On the Road by Jack Kerouac and Ultravox, him. And Love's Great Adventure. Trigger warning for the video. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, him is H-Y-M-N, not H-I-M, in case anyone's trying to search for it. Him like a song. Yes. Oh, yes. God. well said, Pete. You're always, well, you. always thinking about stuff like that. Such a clever like guy. You. Such a clever well little boy. Thank you, Kath. Thank you, Colin. Do you know what? <laughs> if there was an award for giving a shit, I'd bloody give it to you, mate. I really yes. would. <laughs> um, so now we come to that part, the inevitable come down, when you've travelled through time or mm-hmm. been chased through Africa or, or through America. sold your soul to the devil or been in a car. <laughs> that massive come down where a mundane thing in life. This is mundane things. So who wants to start? I've got I've got one. I've thought of one. <laughs> Go for it. I'll tell you what the most mundane thing is. It's going for a fucking haircut. Getting, oh. a, getting a haircut. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you guys yeah. are all on board with this, but but like I hate it. <laughs> I don't mean like. But so I, I hate loads of things about it. Actually, like the, the sort of small talk, small talk bit of it, I'm not very good at. But like everything, like uh, the, the little the little Dracula cloak you have to wear, it's too tight around my neck. Mm. Hate that. Mm. Yes. I hate, 
Makes I, you feel I, sick, right? <laughs> makes you feel sick. Thank you. And also, when they show you the little mirror of the back of your head and they go, how's that? And you go, yeah, because like, what are you going to... I don't know what to say. And well, I used also, to that. Now I'm like, there's a massive fucking bald spot. It's awful. <laughs> Shit. What do you uh, mean? Yeah. Fix it. Do something about that, mate. <laughs> but yeah, as but yeah, basically, I had a haircut the other day, and it's, and that's what it's made it into the list of mundanity. And like, or, or even at the beginning when they're going, so what? What do you want? And you're like, I don't know. Make me look good. Like, I don't yeah. know what hair, hair. I don't know haircut talk. And they go, well, how? What about a couple of inches off? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how many inches up. I yeah. always say, do you know the singer Elvis Presley? <laughs> have you heard is there any way well you've they nailed it <laughs> the closest you can get to a thinning middle-aged man <laughs> to elvis would be great i had a haircut in edinburgh right i'm just gonna tell you this very very quickly mm-hmm. i went to the place i wanted to go which was like bedhead or bad head or something it looked like a cool place where they do yeah, bad, yeah. Head. <laughs> bad head <laughs> It can't be bad head, can it? Look very cool. Obviously, they had no one, no one free. I was doing a show the next day. I thought I've left it too fucking late. I need to get my haircut now. I was doing a show that night, so they said, "Oh, there's a Turkish barber just around the corner. Go there." I went there. They said we only take cash. I went across to get the money out from the cash machine. Then I saw there was another Turkish barber right next to the cash machine. I thought I can't be bothered to go back across, even though they've been recommended. I went in. I saw this guy. I immediately knew he was going to give me the worst haircut of my life. And uh, (laughs) he did not disappoint. He was like surprised anyone had come in. You know, when they like go, oh, oh, yeah. All right. You want a haircut? Yeah, sure. You sure? You know, they're a bit like that. And then he said, and he said, what are you doing here? And I fucking like an idiot went, oh, I'm doing a show here. I said, oh, what, what is it? What's the show? You know, I won't do the accent. I won't do the accent. But anyway, he starts asking me a lot about the show. Then he starts going, do you want to get on YouTube? Are you on YouTube? And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm on YouTube, but I haven't really done anything with it for like eight years. And he's like, why not? And he's like, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> and he said at one point, he went, he went, you know, you can turn it into money. And I was like, um, and he went, uh, million hits, million pounds. Amazing. He said, what do you want? This, he went, what do you want me to do to your hair? And I was like, do you know Elvis Presley? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, just basically, if you could do a kind of, um, and I started trying to say what I wanted, and he went, no, I mean, what level um, shaver do you want? Level two or level three? <laughs> Those are the As options. in there was no, basically. I'm going like, to shave oh, your head three. or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then he, he did it. Wow. And he gave me the full, like, burning the nose, burn it with, I just wow, didn't trust this guy happening? at all. And he talks about yeah. YouTube the whole time. Yeah, where they light a little candle thing and then burn oh your ear God. hair off. I didn't know that was a thing. And it's 30 quid as well. It wasn't like, I don't know, it was horrible. I, I love how you're like, oh, it was so horrible. And but you did this to yourself. Like you I did. Tr- every step was avoidable. You I went did. into bad head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was the other no, that one. Was the bad, one. That was bad head's like... the good one. Yeah. Basically, yeah. If, if they've got the confidence to call themselves bad head, whereas if they're banging on about you checking out their YouTube channel, there's probably an issue. Did you just say channel? Nobody's a chabble. It's, uh, I meant, what did I mean? I think what you said channel. What did I mean? What word? Ch- channel. I don't know. This pro- is YouTube channel, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but. Well, his first problem is he calls it a chabinal. Genuinely, I think I've still got slight PTSD from that. Also, he promised he'd come and see the show. Did he fuck? 
He made me write down when the show is. I didn't tell him what it was. I thought he might, not to cast aspersions, but I got the sense he might change his attitude towards me if I told him I was playing a woman in the show. (laughs) Right. He was a big big advocate for free speech, though. I definitely got that. (laughs) But it was was pretty terrifying. Anyway, sorry, I, I jumped on your mundane thing. But no, yeah, you added to it. It's, it's extra mundane. I'd say that wasn't um, mundane. That was more like that was more like a fucking horror movie, mate. That was yeah. quite an event, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. epic in the wrong way. Do you have a mundane thing, <laughs> Kath? Me, uh, yeah. We lost the will to, <laughs> lost the will to live, mate. <laughs> Tell me that hairdresser story again, Colin. All oh, right, <laughs> uh, well, uh, look, what? You know, what, you, know you know what? I was thinking, I was looking at my own fringe thinking I need a haircut. That's why, yeah. I, that's why I was like, oh, I've got to do that. I've got to do that. A lot that. of listeners are doing that right now. Yeah, I had to cut um, uh, poo off my cat's bum. <laughs> cut? Yeah, just a little snip of scissors. He's got a very furry bum. Oh, right. oh dear. Yeah. My brother yeah. used to call those clag nuts. Cla- Winnets, a- the Winnets, right? Winnets. I think they're called Winnets. Clagnuts. Clagnuts okay. wow. is quite nice. Clagnuts are horrible. Clagnuts yeah. is a perfect, really descriptive language, isn't it? Yeah, disgusting. Um, He's talking about his own ass, by the way. But there's just a lump of shit that's just congealed around some hair. Yeah, Lovely. and I'm like. Lovely. Yeah. Like that podcast often uh, sort of devolve into worms or poo based. Um, that yeah. worms <laughs> is horrific. One of the joys of parenthood is worms. It's so fucking grim. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about your cat as well. That is. That is yeah. Uh... Thanks. Yeah. No, I, I, like I said, I do love him. So it's. it's uh... My dog, when growing up, used to wee a lot. And my mum used to call him piss quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we brought ourselves down. Now let's bring ourselves up very briefly with just one nice thing. So I'm going to yeah. put a lovely thing. Okay, one lovely thing. Lego. When I got my nomination for my Edinburgh... God, I'm such a braggart, aren't I? But I felt so <laughs> proud. I feel it's all right Congrats, bragging because it's, ta- it's taken me 20 years. Uh, so I'm like, well fuck deserved. you. I did the bloody work. When I got my Edinburgh nomination, I bought myself an Optimus Prime... <laughs> Lego set for 150 pounds, and cool. it's the most wonderful thing I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> I and I finished that. it, but it transforms as well. Oh my god, really? Once it's built. However, I started doing it, and the whole thing was falling apart. And I was like, "No!" Like the top came off, and then the bottom. I was like, ah, ah, ah. "So I, I, I've had, I've managed to put it back together, but I'm scared of transforming it." <laughs> uh, Optimus Prime's motto was "Freedom is the right of all sentient beings." which I think is fine and not the same as saying I'm a big advocate of free speech. <laughs> well, Kath, it's been an absolute bloody pleasure having you on. What a wonderful... Thank you so much for having me, guys. It what has. a lovely chat. This has been an epic episode. We're discussing whether to it break has. it into two, but I think we'll just... I think we should put it out as is and you, the listeners, let us know if it's too long. Uh, because you know it's early days Uh we're trying things out trying things out sauce for waffling (laughs) Kath where can we find you where can they find you them the weirdos oh you know what them the sketch group that I'm in Tarot are doing a Soho theatre run in November we're doing our show that we did in Edinburgh at Soho in November so if if sketch is your bag go see it oh they are honestly the the best, the best. Nah, that's very kind though. They are the best. <laughs> and is that at Tarot on Twitter? Oh God, here we go. Uh, I'm a 
appalling with anything like that. Tarot comedy. Sorry, just I just found it. It's, it's, it's tarot comedy. Yeah. At tarot comedy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Right. Well, let's say goodbye. <laughs> You've got some bloody clagnuts to clip off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Thanks, Kath. Yeah, cheers, Kath. Thanks, guys. Bye. And bye, Peter. Bye. Bye-bye. See you next time, bye, everyone. Bye. Guys. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> That was Epic Things. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media if you know what's good for you. At Colin Holt is Colin, and I'm at Pete Heat. Also, you should subscribe to this, I imagine. I think you think that's a good idea. Do you, Colin? Do you think I think should? it really is. I think like it, review it, but review it with a five stars if you would be so kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, please send us, send or either me or Pete. We haven't set up a... a handle for this yet but send us your thoughts what you like didn't like you know don't be weird about it is it too long is it too (laughs) long is it too short but also just let us know some epic things that you find epic and anything you want us to talk about and also we don't have a patreon yet we will very soon so look that up if you want to support us that would be very kind and come see our shows we're i'm going to be on tour the death of anna man all the way into november Pete is regularly doing various comedy and magic shows. Uh, you can find Correct. him on peatheat.com. Uh, peatheat.co.uk. should buy the .com, but it's very expensive. <laughs> yes. So um, go watch his wonderful stuff. Uh, see you later. Goodbye. Bye.